So you don't want to go for those soy yogurts because they're full of sugar. If you've got if you've got a lot of stress going on and your cortisol is raised, that's going to have an impact on your sex hormone. Menopause doesn't happen in your fifties; it starts in your in your mid thirties. Hello, welcome to another episode of the De Stress Yourself podcast. I'm your host, Lucy. If you've just searched for this podcast, then welcome. I'm guessing you're a bit stressed if you've clicked on this one, but you're in the right place. This podcast is basically just a little bit of safe space to talk about different areas that we can take some stress out of our stress buckets. That's that's a phrase I learned in a job once and I really like it. It's like the thought of when you put water in a bucket, that's like your stress bucket. And if you keep adding to it, then the littlest bit will just tip you over and it overflows. So I just love that phrase. Uh, You might have noticed we've got a new theme tune. Um, I think I've been listening to too much of Hyphen last week's guest and it just made me want to update the song. I thought, you know what, let's have a bit of a have a bit of a glow up really because we've got new art as well you might have noticed um it's just nice to have a change sometimes isn't it i just fancied a bit of a change really uh on this episode i am joined by a brilliant expert who is called nikki williams and nikki is an award-winning nutritionist author speaker and a founder of happy hormones which is a podcast and a book and basically her and a team of experts go around and help women regulate and balance their hormones to just live better and a more fulfilling sort of life Um, because hormones like let's be honest they really can cause havoc to us at any age Um, literally at like 14 to 60 hormones can just really make our life hell if they are you know if we've got a hormone imbalance or if they're just not regulated and it's hard to know when it's just maybe us being a bit hormonal or when it's maybe time to visit the doctor and look at some ways that you can actually help your hormones. So things like diet and exercise. Um, there are a lot of things that you can do to regulate your hormones, which I didn't even realize before this chat and before listening to Nikki's podcast, which is really good. Um, so yeah, in this chat, she basically just tells us some simple ways that we can help with our hormones and signs to look out for with if it's normal and if it's not normal. Um, and there, there are loads of things in this chat, which I'm just like amazed at because I did not know that they were linked. I didn't know how connected our mental health and our hormones actually are. It's actually quite scary that we don't get taught this. I I feel like they should be taught in schools. Um, So yeah, thank you so much for Nikki to coming on. And I really hope that this helps you and you take away some advice. And also, if you're a guy listening, do not turn off this podcast now because this is a hormone episode. It's not just women that have hormones. So I guarantee you, you will either learn something about a friend or a family member, a girlfriend, or you will actually take away something for yourself. Uh, Because yeah, we all have hormones. It's not just women. But yeah, I hope you enjoy this conversation. Um, Feel free to leave me a review or maybe you're not happy with something we've mentioned. Maybe you've got questions. But yeah, feel free to head to Apple Podcasts and give me a little review. As always, thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Nikki Williams. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? How are you doing? Fine, I'm fine. Thank you. Good. I am, yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. I really do appreciate it. Oh, not a problem. I'm always delighted to talk about 
hormones. And- so in a nutshell, in a nutshell, can you just tell me what actually is a hormone? What is it? So a hormone is a, basically, it's a chemical messenger. It's um, something that we produce to tell all our cells really what to do in the body. So whether that's producing energy or regulating your digestion or uh, your sleep or your mood, all of that stuff gets regulated by hormones. And it's one of the actual misconceptions. You know, when I first started studying hormones, first of all, I didn't realize how many there were. So I, I could name a couple, mm-hmm. but they're actually over 100 that we've got running around the body. They all have- really? I did not know. I only thought there was two. I thought there was testosterone That's and it. estrogen. Yeah. That is all and I know. they all have different <laughs> jobs to do and they all rely on each other too. Um, and secondly, I didn't realize, you know, that they are more than your monthly cycle and having a baby and menopause and things like that. They are mm. way more than that. They they dictate, like I said, your energy, your mood, your appetite, your sleep, your immune system, your digestion, every single bit of your hair and your mm. your, your nails, everything is regulated by hormones. So when yeah. um, we're looking at hormones, it's often, it's they're misunderstood and very much, you know, um, uh, not given the, the, the importance that, that they have. Mm-hmm. yeah and so like you specialize in helping women regulate them anyone with like a hormone imbalance so I guess like what would be your tips on looking out for the signs of a hormonal imbalance and not just you know sometimes when you know oh it's the time of my months I'm just a bit I'm a bit hormonal when is it the difference when are you just a bit hormonal and when it's like hmm, maybe this is something a little bit more what are the signs to look out yeah for? so even if you think you know you know that moment where you know you've got a week before your period's due you've got the t- kind of PMS Mm. symptoms a bit of you know you're cranky you're tired that is kind of well we think it's everybody thinks it's kind of normal but actually that's the body depending on how bad that is will will it's your body telling you that something's not quite right because you in theory Mm. you should not have any symptoms going through your monthly cycle so when we do have symptoms it's time for us to look at okay well you know maybe look at your diet what what am I eating this month that's made me my pain's worse or my craving's worse or my bloating, all of that stuff. So your diet has an impact. How stressed you are has a massive impact on your hormones. So um, that can have an impact on you know, your PMS symptoms, things like that. So, it's a, so there's that area that we, we mustn't think it's normal to have pain or um, fatigue or anything. Yeah, a little bit okay, but yeah. when it gets to sort of impacting on your life, then, then you need to start looking at your cycle and making it more healthy so that it doesn't um, yeah. dis- disturb your life, really. Because I, I talk to some women who have two weeks out of the month where they feel terrible. Half your life, yeah. you should not have be having those kind of symptoms. It's a sign that something's out and you need to do something to address it. Mm. So that's in your monthly cycle. Then outside yeah. of your normal kind of pms type stuff, then, you know, if you've got unexplained fatigue or weight gain that isn't kind of, you don't think it's from your diet or, you know, you've got um, your hair's falling out or there are so many symptoms mm-hmm. of hormone imbalance because, like I said, there's over 100 of them and they've all got different jobs and they pretty regulate from, from head to toe. So anything that you could be suffering from could be hormonal. It doesn't always have to be, but there is a hormone element to, to most things. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy because I would never think things like bloating, I would never think that that could be linked to hormones. Like when you think of bloating, you just think, oh, I've eaten too much bread or, you know, oh, I've, eat, I've eaten a bit too much cake this month. I would never like think to hormones. What? So how linked are 
like our mental health and hormones and like stress and hormones, how much more connected are they than we oh, realize? Way more, way more. So um, yeah. cortisol is your main stress hormone, right? So you, you talk a lot about stress and that's when uh, mm. cortisol can be racing because, you know, we're in fight or flight mode and that's stress response. Yeah. And cortisol is one of our big hormones. It's the one that it, I call it the alpha male of our hormones because it can really <laughs> dictate how all your other hormones work. It has a massive impact on them. So, for instance, yeah. it'll, if, you've got, if you've got a lot of stress going on and your cortisol is raised, that's going to have an impact on your sex hormones, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. And right. that is going to not only affect your cycle, so that can give you more PMS symptoms, it's going to affect your sex drive, your fertility, yeah. uh, your, your brain function, your bones, all kinds of things. So, so right. cortisol will generally, you know, will make it much, much harder for your other hormones to work properly. And when they're not working properly, you're going to get symptoms. So if you start with cortisol, and I used to always think, well, no, I'm a nutritionist. I'm going to start with your diet. But actually, no, mm. I've come around to the thought that actually cortisol stress has a much, much bigger impact on your hormones. So I would always start there. Because a lot of women yeah. say to me, I am eating a really healthy diet, I am exercising, I'm doing all the right things. And then when I get into their stress mm. management, that's the bit that's the missing link. That's the bit they're not doing. And yeah. it doesn't matter how good your diet is, how much you're exercising. If you're not managing your stress, your hormones are going to be all over the place. Mm. Yeah, like you do do that. Sometimes you can obsess, can't you, about your diet? Because I know I've done this in the past, like when I'm trying to regulate my hormones and you can get a bit obsessed with a routine of, and you're thinking, what, well, I'm eating all the right things. I'm doing yoga, I'm doing this and this, but it's still like not quite there. And it's because you're not, it's, you're stressed and you, you don't realize how much of an impact stress it's has on, on everything yeah. else. And not only your hormones, it's going to have a big impact on your digestion and your immune system and everything yeah. else. So um, it's really, really the number <laughs> yeah. one thing to sort out. Mm. So as a nutritionist, what would you say? So I know that we've just said that diet isn't like the only thing but I guess it's something that you can start with so what would be your kind of like just simple tips on like how you can make a bit more of a proactive attempt at sorting out your diet to balance your hormones and and stress One of the big things that um, uh, I'm sure lots of women are aware of but they might not know quite how it impacts your other hormones but um, blood sugar is so so important to regulate um, because when your blood sugar's out, or and what I call, you know, on this blood sugar roller coaster, mm. where you're eating carbs or sugar or um, you know, not enough protein and fat to balance that, you're eating too much. So, yeah. for instance, if you have a, like some toast and fruit for breakfast or something, right, that, that's a big sugar hit. So you're going to have a big sugar hit in the morning, and then you're going to crash two hours later because you've got all this insulin being produced to take that sugar blood mm. so when you crash you obviously you're tired you're moody you're irritable and you're reaching for another something to keep you going and when you're on that blood sugar roller coaster all day not only does it impact your energy your mood your weight but your and your brain function so it really affects how you function in life and behave it can go into mm. the night and affect your sleep as well and the longer you're on that blood sugar with lots of insulin being produced insulin pushes up your estrogen so you've got this secondary oh, effect right. of of um yeah. too much estrogen and then you've got estrogen dominance and then you're going to get way more symptoms mm. so 
you've got yeah. this double whammy with the blood sugar. So you've got to be, if you can just, just do that one thing of balancing your blood sugar, um, then, you know, that can have a really big effect. So you really want to be mm. making sure you're eating plenty of protein and healthy fats at each meal, because that not only doesn't have too much of an impact on your blood sugar, but it also um, keeps you full. Um, so that you're not reaching for that yeah. snack and that'll keep you nice and stable throughout the day so the first meal of breakfast is the most important one um, it doesn't mean you have to have breakfast I'm not saying that but if you are going to have breakfast make sure it's got protein and healthy fats in so that then you're, all, you're not on that yeah. roller coaster because once you get on that roller coaster it's quite hard to get off <laughs> god so so no sugary cereals no, then no. That do you know what that is literally what I live on like every morning like I went for a phase of having like either a chocolate croissant or have you ever heard of Crave it's basically chocolate cereal it's like chocolate okay. pillows and I know it's awful but I, I just can't help myself <laughs> so that would be your tip then start the day ditch the sugary well, cereal and if you and... literally can't ditch them if you have to have those then have mm. some have a couple of boiled eggs with it like at least have some protein Right. Some nuts, yeah. add some nuts and seeds to it. So when you add protein, yeah, because I guess it it's like blunts that. Um, yeah, balancing yeah. it out. Because as well, it's like for, I guess for girls that are on the go as well. Um, you know, like when you know, say like my mum works in a hospital, she's on her feet all day, and I know that she's like she finds it really hard, even when she's dieting and stuff, and trying to like because you've got to really prep, haven't you? I guess you that's, actually, that's, that's, that's the key that's to it. it. Oh really? <laughs> hours at all? So, okay. How easy yeah. is it to grab a full fat natural yogurt? Add a yeah. few nuts and seeds to it that you've got in the cupboard, mm. and some berries, and then you've got a really, right, really okay. amazing blood sugar balancing breakfast right there. Oh um, really? So natural yogurt and, and nuts and seeds. Full fat and stuff. natural yogurt, not not any skimmed stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, and not soy. I didn't know that soy is so bad for hormones until well, recently. Well, soy actually is a, is a, is a, yeah, there's a lots of myths being banded about about that. There are, I feel like there are a lot yes, of myths, there are. aren't there? Um, soy is actually, yeah. can be very, very helpful, particularly when you're going really? through um, perimenopause, because what soy can do is regulate your estrogen. Mm. So when you hit sort of mid thirties and beyond, you really need to be including yeah. some soy in your diet. I really like soy. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah, so I feel like this is a problem, isn't it? There are so many myths that go about. I mean, I was literally told last week, oh my gosh, you ordered soy in your latte. What are you doing? Like, you can't do that. And I was like, why? Just, oh, it's terrible for your hormones. Just, just a caveat with soy. It needs to be organic and unprocessed and unsweetened. Yeah. You don't, there are lots of... Right. If you're going for the processed type soy products, that's where you can get into trouble. So if, you, if you're going mm -hmm. for, you know, organic not fiddled with, unprocessed, no sugar in it. So you don't want to go for those soy yogurts because they're full of sugar. But the natural soy yeah. yogurt, the natural soy milk that's organic, you're going to have no problems with that. That's the very, very purest form. And actually, that can be really helpful, particularly if you've got estrogen dominance as well, PCOS as well. You've got um, ability yeah. there for the soy to start to modulate a little bit your estrogen level. See, this is what I thought. This was my thought process. I, I just Googled it and saw, oh, soy is full of estrogen. So I thought, oh, I'll bump up that and it'll balance it. And then everyone was telling me, no, it's so awful. The studies so I have researched right then. extensively and I think there are more yeah. benefits than not, for, for, especially for organic, you know, nicely, nice yeah. soy products. They're good. Yeah. 
So tell me, so what is it that you, so you have a book called Happy Hormones and that is basically all about helping women regulate their hormones. It's actually called It's Not You, It's Your Hormones because there's another book called Happy Hormones. Ah, okay. So it's not, and that's your newest one. Yeah. Well, it's new as in, it was in 2017, but I've just done an update. So it's all fresh. fresh, Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And then your podcast, that's called called Happy Hormones, Hormones, isn't it? And that's, yeah, I had to listen to that and it's really, really good because it's just, there's, it basically you talk about all the little niche things that you just never know are linked to your hormones. Um, and then you have, so yeah, basically you, yeah, you e- expert in helping women regulate their hormones, don't you? And so do you do speeches and stuff then? Yeah, I talk a lot. Yeah, I go to um, mm. big companies and um, do like um, talk to the, the women there, particularly on menopause at the moment because it's such a big yeah. topic. Yeah, and and it's such a it's a, a topic that actually younger women really need to know about as well. We don't want to scare you, totally. but um, you also need to... you don't want to leave it, it until until you That's get it. to that point. You want to press. Such don't a missing you? link. There's no education on hormones. We don't get taught how our mm. hormones work, and then when they start to kind of go no. a little bit awry, we don't know what's happening. And unfortunately, doctors mm. aren't given that much um, training on kind of hormone imbalances and menopause either. So they're a little bit of a loss too sometimes. And with the treatments that they've mm-hmm. got on offer it's either kind of antidepressants or hrt which are have their place but it's not the answer for everybody and and so like yeah. i said hormones are very misunderstood so it, when you have a specialism in it, in it, it it's it's easier to see you know what's what can be going on and to look at other things yeah. that they might they may not look at so um it's a fascinating area and um yeah, it is. I feel like it should be taught more in schools almost because, like, I don't think I was ever really taught about hormones in school. No. Like, you you do your sex education and it was like, this is a vagina, this is ovaries, but you don't really get taught the no. ins and outs of what hormones can cause you and what they make you feel and the fact that you can do stuff and to help it. Crazy. So it's what would you say young half, girls We are do? half the population. We should know. We should be taught exactly. how to sort of at least recognize symptoms and then and to know sort of what treatments are available absolutely so for younger the younger generation i would say again first of all period pain pms symptoms they're not normal Mm. just because everybody's got them doesn't mean they're normal it means it's your body telling you that something's not right so you do need to look at that because actually if you leave that unaddressed if you carry on with your with your constant um, symptoms every month and they may get worse and they can also lead to other things because when your hormones aren't in balance yeah. they can put you at risk of extra things as you get older and you, you know you know you don't really want to do that you want to age healthily as much as you can so so mm-hmm. first of all yeah if you've got bad menstrual cycles you need to start getting some help to get those fixed and regulated not only for your own sanity but for your future health and secondly yeah. um you know, uh, you need to know what's going to happen to you sort of in your 30s because menopause doesn't happen in your 50s. It starts in your uh, in your mid-30s. Really? Yeah. I did not so, know this. And that's the perimenopause. And it's when your egg reserves start okay. to dwindle and you start to skip ovulation. So from around 35 onwards, mm. you don't necessarily ovulate every single month because you're, you're running out of eggs. So yeah. it, it, the body kind of spares you a little bit. So when that happens, your hormones start to change and they fluctuate. And so you can go from around mid thirties up until your final menopausal period, which is roughly at around age fifty-two. But that long period that goes all the way through your forties can be quite turbulent. So if you know mm-hmm. what's happening, you know then you know what to do for yourself, and you've got 
the tools that you need to kind of help yourself because there isn't a lot of medical help out there for that period. So you really do need to do yeah. some research, get educated, work, and it's not hard. You know, my book's very, very easy to read. It's got sections about what's happening mm. in each of your phases. Yeah. And and then you, you you can then work out what tools are right for you because there is a lot of advice out there. Um, but generally you need to know what, to, what kind of foods to be eating, what kind of exercise to do and not over-exercising which a lot of us, you know, push towards. Um, what... I was going to say, yeah, over-exercising, can that actually cause damage? Yes. Really? So, That's, you would never think about that. It's always like just exercise, exercise, yeah. isn't it? And you'd never think you can actually well, overdo that. Well, exercise pushes up your cortisol. So exercise is great. You want to be mm-hmm. doing it. But if you're pushing up your cortisol too much and you're already stressed, that like I said before that's going to have an impact on your hormones so a lot of women are trying to stay healthy by but they're overdoing it when Mm -hmm. they're already stressed and the body's only got so many energy reserves so my general rule of thumb is if exercise makes you feel good afterwards you feel replenished and you you know you feel good that's probably a good sign but if exercise doing something and then you're completely depleted afterwards then you know it's probably too much for your body to handle and then maybe do something a little bit more gentle like you know walking instead of walking is really underestimated it's it's such a good cardio yeah. um, activity um you don't need to be you know sprinting or doing marathons or anything like that you can go for long walks every day and that would mm. be perfect um yoga and pilates much more gentle on the joints um not they're, they're stress reducing instead of pushing up that cortisol as well and weights yeah. there's lots of things that are a little bit more um, hormone friendly, if you like, than than um, just pushing to the max for everything. Yeah, I was going to say, is this another myth? So I um, read, I can't remember where I read it, and it was basically saying that weight training is better for your hormones than like lots of cardio. Is that the case? Would you say more strength definitely, training? Definitely. Uh, there's nothing yeah. wrong with cardio, especially if you enjoy it, but. But those the mm. weights is where the the, the um, you know the testosterone is going to be produced because you need that as you get older, yeah. um, and you know to, to because you lose so much muscle mass as you get older, you've got to really just do the weights to even just keep hold of that muscle rather than not lose it. You're not going to be gaining yeah. a lot of muscle as a woman and getting older because you know you're you're really just replacing what you had. Um, but it's incredibly yeah. important, and so is flexibility. So you know yoga is great for that, but stretching in general. You want to be doing more of that so I, I call it sort of a mixture of yeah sweat stretch and strengthen oh I like that that's catchy <laughs> I love that <laughs> that's that is definitely the title of this episode <laughs> yeah. and so with yoga how long would you say that you would need to do like would you say daily and would you say like 10 minutes or an oh, hour look, there's no prescription for exercise everybody's so different no. so it'll be what you yeah. like to, first the biggest rule is do what you love doing because otherwise you're just going to give up so um you know mm. it, for me I love doing it in the morning you know 15 20 minutes in the morning because I'm really stiff when I get, <laughs> I'm in my 50s I need to sort of uncrank and unravel myself and yeah. yoga does that for me but it's also a really nice kind of me me time just slow moving into the day yeah. and then I always add on yeah it starts the day meditation nice. at the end as well which really just calms my brain mm-hmm. just 10 minutes um I use an app called insight timer which is an, an amazing app full of little meditations and it just 
gets me like in this in the right frame of mind to start my day yeah I've never heard that actually so I use calm have you heard of calm app I find that really good yeah. for meditations. Yeah, but I need to look for more because I'm getting a little well, bit bored of them ones. You just want to move I, on I think you need to refresh it. New. But Insight Timer, I've been with yeah, for a while actually because there's so many of them. It would take you mm. ages to get through them all. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a look at that then. Uh, well, thank you so, so much. I really do appreciate you taking the time to talk to me about hormones and stress because I am not an expert. I'm just literally this podcast. I just share like my own experiences, and I don't like giving advice because I can't give advice. So I need some brilliant people like you to come and tell us all what what is what and what is myth. Oh, so thank Thanks you. <laughs> um, just before you go, do you want to just tell everyone where they can get your book and maybe just give us like two lines about your book and your podcast? So um, my book is called It's Not You, It's Your Hormones. It's available on Amazon. Um, it's really aimed at the over 40s, but, I, you know, it's about perimenopause. So I would, if you're in your 30s, I'd pick it up anyway or even 20s if you want to find out what's going to happen to you in your 30s because mm-hmm. it's going to prepare you for that, that <laughs> journey ahead and get you in the best possible shape for that the podcast is called happy hormones it's on all the usual platforms and my website is happyhormonesforlife.com where you can get lots of free stuff amazing Oh, what a great chat. Thank you so much again to Nikki for joining. And yeah, do go and check out her book and her podcast. Her podcast is really good because it goes into proper niche uh, specifics that you were just like, how is this linked? Um, yeah, go and check out. It's really good if you need a new podcast or if you want to just learn more about hormones. Um, Nikki, you are brilliant. Thank you, thank you, thank you. See you next week. <laughs>